Hello and welcome into another episode of The Podski. I am your host, John Baker, and today uh, we have another good episode, hopefully. <laughs> uh, today's uh, episode topic is going to be my top five favorite matches of all time. Uh, these matches, when I'm looking at my list right here right now, they're kind of all over the place. They don't really... There's really no theme or anything like that to them, uh, but I love, love all these matches. Can watch all of them over and over again, um, and uh, just yeah, they're just there's really great matches. Uh, but I want to get started first thing today. Uh, we are just two days removed from AEW Dynamite Quake. At the Lake, what an awesome show title that is. Like, just great. Um, <laughs> Quake by the Lake is just so freaking awesome. I love that name. Uh, but yeah, we had a really great main event uh, with John Moxley and uh, Chris Jericho. It just amazes me how good Jericho still is at his age. He's gotten in much better shape over the past year, um, and you can really tell that he he's really trying to prove some doubters and haters out there because he he put on a clinic out there. That match was awesome. Uh, obviously, the huge return of CM Punk at the end. Uh, I am very excited uh, to see John Moxley versus CM Punk at All Out. That match is going to be killer. Um, I love everything that Moxley does in AEW, and I and since Cody's gone now from AEW, CM Punk's my guy. Uh, love everything Punk does. Ever since Punk came back, he is just on fire. He the, the matches he's having are awesome. He's telling stories. It's they're great, um, and it's almost like every match he's trying to go out there and just remind people of not only how awesome he is, but he's doing a lot of callback mat- stuff uh, from Bret Hart matches. Uh, sometimes it's a little too much, I'll, I'll admit. I won't be that much of a homer, uh, but him doing these little callbacks to Bret are awesome because Bret Hart is one of the top five best wrestlers of all time. Um, and just, he, he, Brett is so, um, he gets a lot of bad rep, but for some of his antics, but he's, he's just so crisp and great in the ring. Just so good. Uh, but yeah, so, um, before we get started into my top five list, uh, I also wanted to do an honorable mention and this honorable mention has absolutely it it has it is not a good match. <laughs> I want to start that off. It it is an awful match. Um, that match is Hogan versus Warrior, Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety eight. This match is a beautiful train wreck. It's just something that is going so horribly wrong that you can't look away. Everything that is happening in the ring. Like, nothing is going right. Like, I don't know what was in the waters that night, but just nothing that they did went right. Uh, This goes for the entire company as well. 
because later on that night, the whole DDP Goldberg thing happened where they ran over on time. Uh, as a result of this match as Hogan and Warrior, they went over on time and then they didn't have enough time allotted for the pay-per-view. So the pay-per-view cut off and people that paid for it didn't see only the people that knew saw what happened uh, in the building or the only ones that knew what happened. Every like it was a huge money loss for WCW. Uh, they ended up paying back a lot of people, all those people that, uh, called and complained to their cable providers back then. Well, cable providers, that's a that's an old term. Uh, cable providers, they had to pay that money back uh, to those consumers, and it was a huge loss. Uh, WCW, I can't remember how much money. It, I, I'd have to look again. I should have, I should be a lot more prepared. Uh, but I think that they lost like two or three million dollars. I want to say, don't even quote me on that. Cause I don't even know if that's even right, but that sounds right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the whole deal with like the, like Hogan trying to set warrior on fire with the flash paper and it not lighting and then it lighting in Hogan's hand. It, <laughs> it looks so bad, but I love it so much. Um, Especially for the fact uh, that Hogan, the rumor for that match um, is that uh, Hogan wanted to get, he wanted to get his win back over Warrior from WrestleMania six, and like that, I don't even know if that's true. I wouldn't put it past Hogan, honestly, uh, but that is just hilarious. Um, but that whole one Warrior Nation deal was so so poor but I just love that that's part of 98 with uh nitros they were so long but good like those are that's whenever um nitro was doing three hours and is so long um warrior was doing some really hokey stuff with the one warrior nation uh but yeah it all culminated culminated in that match and it's not a good match but I love it uh mainly because I love Halloween Havoc uh Halloween Havoc is such an awesome pay-per-view I don't know I love Halloween Havoc uh but I would encourage everybody if you want a great laugh and you just want to see how bad things can go in the ring on live television that is absolutely one you should watch that is Halloween Havoc 1998 and that is Ultimate Warrior versus uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, beginning to my list now. <clears throat> number five. I have the Elimination Chamber. The very first one. From Summer... Ha, Summer Slam. That was the second one. Survivor Series 2002. Uh, the very first Elimination Chamber. Uh, I... This was whenever I had just gotten into watching... Um, if we call, do a callback to last week's show, uh, I really started watching around the fall of 2002 and like, I was absolutely hooked at this point. Um, Triple H was the world champion. Um, he was feuding with Shawn Michaels. Um, Shawn made it back after the SummerSlam match, uh, that I, I, that should be an honorable mention as well. That is a incredible match great match as well um that is SummerSlam 2002 Triple H and Shawn Michaels in the uh, unsanctioned match great match 
Um, but Shawn Michaels uh, comes back from quote unquote injury in time to face Triple H uh, in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, the fun thing, if you don't know what the Elimination Chamber is, it is just an enormous chamber with pods at each four corners of the ring. And then every five, uh, there's four, each person enters at, during their entrances, they enter each pod. Uh, every five minutes, a new person enters uh, at random from a pod. And obviously there's two people that start in the ring. So there's a total of six people to start in the ring. And then every five minutes, a new person enters until all of them are in. And then each, and then it's uh, elimination style. So pinfall submission, one person is eliminated one by one until there's one guy left. Um, but there, the WWE had never seen anything like this match, um, like before. Hell in a Cell is close, but when you see the Elimination Chamber, it's a whole new ball game. Like I remember seeing that for the first time, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like. I mean, it is an enormous structure, just ridiculously huge. Um, Like there's absolutely zero uh, protection of the wrestlers in there for this thing. This thing was a hundred percent steel. It made, it was an incredible visual. Uh, It had incredible acoustics because when they actually hit, like it was metal on metal and just bodies hitting metal all like it. It was, that match is wild. Um, all the participants in the match, uh, obviously Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Um, RVD was in that match. Uh, Booker T, Kane, and Chris Jericho, who I just mentioned a little earlier. Um, that uh, the Everybody in that match did a great job. Um, one thing I do want to highlight about this match, too, is that Triple H... Uh, Almost, he was severely injured in this match from RVD. Um, Triple H almost, like, died in this match. Um, So Triple H is laying in the ring. RVD goes to do a five-star frog splash off the top of a pod. And he, I don't know if Triple H wasn't far enough out or because, like, RVD is standing like about five feet higher than he normally would be for a five-star frog splash, which was that was his finisher. So I don't know if he thought his feet might hit the ropes on the way down and then he would face plant or not, but he came down essentially feet first. And when his feet hit, his kneecap went right into Triple H's throat and it broke his trachea. And I have no idea how Triple H lasted, uh, like literally, a, like twenty more minutes in that match. Um, but uh, that ma- it is that match is just there's so much brutality in that match. It's pure carnage, um, but it has a great ending with it ending with uh, Triple H and Shawn are, are the last two um, survivors in the match. And uh, Sean wins uh, in those hideous, absolutely hideous tights. Um, and the bob cut hair uh, just, <laughs> you could tell Sean was not prepared to be back full time at this point. Um, 
but they drop the confetti and uh, he has his moment as champion after coming back after four years. And it that match is awesome. Great, great match. Love that match. Um, and that was number five. So number four is Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar in the 60-minute Ironman match from SmackDown. Uh, that was uh, on September 18th, 2002. Uh, this match, I remember watching this match uh, just... Why, oh, no, I'm sorry. Was this 2002 or... Two, I think this was 2003. I think I got my dates wrong. This was 2003. Uh, yeah. This was a WrestleMania 19 rematch. Uh, these two faced off. That WrestleMania 19 uh, match was great. Um, for some reason, I just like this one a little bit more. I think it's because it's the 60-minute Iron Man match. Um, if you don't know what an Iron Man match is, um, it is basically where there is an allotted amount of time. Typically, nowadays, they are 30-minute Iron Mans. Uh, but this one was a 60-minute Iron Man. So they took 60 minutes of... They took half of a two-hour show into one match. Uh, that's how, like, that's how crazy, like, this was at the time. Um, but an Iron Man match, uh, consists of the time, obviously, there, this one was 60 minutes, um, and it's whoever can get the most pinfalls, countouts, submissions, whoever has the most at the end wins. Um, and typically, they're kind of boring, because the viewers are now trained that a lot of things don't happen until the end of that time. Um, they can really, they can be a little boring because a lot of times they quote unquote say that they're killing time to get to the end. I don't really necessarily view it as that. Um, I just view it as like they're telling a long story that is going to play out over the course of this time limit. So, but I, I like the Iron Man match, um, but this, you could tell that these guys are just the cream of the crop athletes, uh, they, they're just <laughs> incredible, um, their WrestleMania match was great, and for them to go 60 minutes on television, live television, uh, is just <laughs> incredible, it's bonkers, um, Brock, um, the one reason that I really liked this match too was because uh, they had a lot of pinfalls in this one. Uh, Brock was up five to two at one point, um, so like it looked at like at one point it looked like Brock was running away with this match, uh, but then all of a sudden, with like ten minutes left, Kurt gets his third fall and his fourth fall, and it's five to four. Um, the drama is just building because the crowd's really behind Kurt for him to get uh, to tie it. And Kurt has um, Brock in the ankle lock and the time is going down and they're counting down five, four, three, two, one. And Brock taps like after the buzzer went off. Great, great story. Uh, Brock ends up retaining off or He won the championship because Kurt was the champion. Um Brock is the new world champion. Uh, just wild drama. Really, really, really love that match. Uh, so we had two that were of my era that I loved so much uh, as a child. 
but this one is going to be a callback uh, to WrestleMania 10. Uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Uh, this, uh, during COVID, I went through and watched every single WrestleMania. Uh, this match instantly stood out to me. From the time I started Wrestle, like, I was kind of getting, uh, the first, like, 10 WrestleManias, you kind of get a little exhausted because it's all Hogan, 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 Hogan. And it, when they started off this match, uh, this was the opener to WrestleMania 10. Uh, they just went at it from the start. And they these guys worked their tails off. Uh, just incredible, technically great match. Um, the story, obviously, is to... Owen's trying to prove that he's the best heart. Um, and it, it's just... <laughs> they got after it in this match. Bret, I, I said earlier that Bret Hart is one of the best wrestlers of all time and he one of the this match right here uh really 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 uh shows why he is because every move that they did in this match was crisp and it always meant something uh they didn't just do a move to do it like it had meaning and it led to the next move just this match is just great uh just great 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 Uh, all right. So that was number three. Uh, number two, uh, (laughs) I mentioned Halloween Havoc earlier as one of my favorite pay-per-views. Uh, so we're going to go back a year earlier, uh, from Havoc 98 to Halloween Havoc 1997. Uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio put his mask on the line, and this was for the Cruiserweight title. This match, if you have not seen this match, this match, you could literally drop it into a show today, and it would hold up as one of the great matches, even in today's standard of wrestling. The <laughs> Just the amount of high-flying action from beginning to end and the way that they told the story of how Eddie was trying to take his mask and uh, Ray defending it was just uh, chef's kiss. Uh, This match is just great. Um, By far the best match uh, of the Cruiserweight era. Uh, this, This is exactly what put WCW uh, ahead of WWE during the Monday Night Wars. The They had the cruiserweights. The cruiserweights really carried the undercard. Uh, they always had the high-flying action. Uh, a lot of a lot of luchadors, a lot of good technical wrestlers as well that later on you'd see um, in the Ruthless Aggression era you had uh, obviously Eddie Guerrero, you had Ray and, um, can't really mention his name, but Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit, that's, if we take everything aside from what he did in the last 24 hours of his life, that man was a great wrestler. Um, and we shouldn't forget what he did in the ring because he was really, really good. Um, 
but yeah, just uh, Chris Jericho is one of those cruiserweights. Chris Jericho, I, he was he wrestled before this match in 1997. Like Chris Jericho is still ruled back in here in these days too. Uh, and conveniently, he was Lionheart here in 1997, and he wrestled uh, this past Wednesday as Lionheart Chris Jericho, the last surviving member of the Heart Dungeon. Uh, just <laughs> awesome. Uh, this match was is so good. It holds up today. Uh, he was even showcased in this year's WWE 2K22. Uh, you open with this match if you play the showcase. You basically replay this match. Uh, on 2K22, and it, uh, th- that match is just, it, it is so good, um, I actually have the Eddie Guerrero, uh, figure, uh, in my collection of this match, uh, and that is, it is a deep track figure, um, I want to do a podcast on all my figures, uh, sometime, uh, but yeah, that is a great figure, a uh, great attire, uh, for Eddie, Really great attire for, uh, obviously, Ray has hundreds of great uh, ring gear that with the mask and all that. Uh, this one was really good, too. Um, but yeah, this match, I mean, it is just, I think I like it so much because it's basically, they're, they're writing the blueprint for what everybody is doing today. Um, today, maybe they're not doing as less, they're doing a little bit less storytelling, possibly depending on who you are uh but that 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 match halloween havoc 97 eddie guerrero Rey mysterio great match um but uh without uh further ado uh my favorite favorite match of all time um i'm getting goosebumps like talking about it uh i just remember this th- this is obviously um it's a recent match uh, it happened in 2019 uh the pay-per-view that it was on was double or nothing it was AEW's very first pay-per-view that they ever had uh the match is Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes uh it it and it is just it is so great. Um, Cody was on the top of his game that night. So was Dustin. Dustin, oh my gosh. Like, all right. Um, let's just start from the beginning. The, this They had little build for this match. Uh, so... For those of you who don't know, Double or Nothing was AEW's very first pay-per-view. They obviously did not have the star power that they have now for shows. Uh, But this match was not um, like a main event match. This was supposed to be like a mid-card match. And this match I was way excited for. Um, AEW kind of signed Dustin out of nowhere. Uh, Dustin, at this point, was really phased out of WWE. Um, He had overcame a lot of his demons and he was just kind of like never on TV, which never made any sense because, uh, he was always one of those really like vet guys, like in the, um, late 2015s where he just did, he just had, he could still get, he could still do it. And, um, just 
awesome. I mean, Dustin was great in this match. Uh, Dustin was teasing the fact that this might be my last match and um, I need to prove something to my little brother that I I am the Rhodes and then Cody being the little brother fighting to be the best Rhodes and put to rest the Attitude Era uh, that Dustin had was really prominent in obviously and he was really trying to end all the talk that because at this point everyone really wanted AEW to rival WWE and we thought we were going to get the Monday Night Wars again. And Cody's whole deal with this match was to end the talk that's saying that this era is the best era of wrestling, not the Attitude Era. Uh, and the video package was great. Um, just, it had very little build. But um, Dustin coming out, uh, he looked great. He had this awesome gear. Uh, he had his face half painted. Um, I mean, he looked in great shape. Uh, and then obviously Cody comes out to the huge entrance, breaks the throne uh, for the callback to Triple H of, you know, we're coming to take out uh, WWE. Like, we're here to show that we know that, that we can be the real alternative. Breaks the throne. Um, just an awesome entrance. Uh, and these guys kind of just really told a beautiful, slow match. Um it, it really took a long time to build. Uh, Dustin gigged hard. Dustin was bleeding buckets in this match. You could clearly tell that he was a Rhodes. Like, this was a clearly a Rhodes match. Like, uh, they both got in there. They were bleeding. Uh, and just the drama of Dustin always being kind of one step ahead of Cody. And then... Um, he just was like holding on and holding on and holding on. And then Cody finally hits the crossroads on him. Uh, Cody wins. Uh, just like, I remember watching this match and I had goosebumps the entire time. Uh, like I, I was in near tears from the story that they were telling. Uh, like I had never, I was never invested in a match like that ever watching it live. And I was fully invested. Uh, like, uh, I, I have goosebumps talking about this match right now like it is so awesome I honestly want to just fire it up and watch it again um and I also have they made a two-pack of this match and I have that sitting over here to my right as well right now uh but oh that this match freaking rules um you can say what you want about AEW they do good storytelling, and this is by far um, a great example of when they do it, they do it big. Um, but yeah, like, and to think that the both of them, when they were in WWE, both of them being Cody and Dustin, pitched this match to Vince McMahon, and Vince said, "This there, there's no way there. This is not a WrestleMania match, and it being like a staple match of the company, um, it just speaks volumes to how good they. But they both are in the ring, um, and then the post match was even better because they recreated the um, Dusty going to Dusty saying to Dustin, "I need my son." And Cody then saying, I need my brother. And it was, it was perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Chef's kiss. 
five out of five stars. Uh, we're not going to go over five stars, uh, but that is a five-star match by far. This match rules. Everyone should watch this match. Cody versus Dustin, Double or Nothing, 2019. Uh, you should be able to find that on on the webs. Uh, you can, if you dig deep enough, you'll be able to find it. Daily Motion. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, to go over my list again, uh, number five, we had Elimination Chamber, the very first one from Survivor Series 2002. Uh, number four, Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar, 60 minute Iron Man match on the SmackDown episode of September 18th, 2003. Uh, number three, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. Uh, number two, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc 1997. And number one uh, is Cody versus Dustin, Double or Nothing, 2019. Um, to wrap things up, I hope you all enjoyed this show. Uh, I really enjoyed talking about my favorite matches. Um, I implore everyone to go out and watch every single one of those matches because you will not be disappointed. I feel like I have a solid list, a solid top five list here. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you all enjoyed today's uh, pod. Um, I think next uh, next episode, I think I want to tackle something video game related. Um, I'm sitting here looking at these video games again and I just get the itch to play them. So um I think I'm going to try to do something for the video games. Uh, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but uh, tune in next time to The Podski. Podski.